this is an independent country. This is a, a, a unique culture. This is not Russia or Russians. These are these are different people. And if we can do our one small part of continuing to share that message out with the public, if we can give that message beyond the Ukrainian community and say we're still here, damn it, and we're proud of that. Um, and if if that resonates with a few people out there, then then we've we've done our job. I'm Hannah. I'm Caitlin, and this is FSI, the Ukrainian Dance and Culture Podcast. Dance is back on stage. Uh, we had a little bit of a break in performances because of the pandemic, and you know we had to learn to adjust to dancing online, but now we seem to finally be in a place where more and more shows are coming up in person, and it is so exciting and awesome. Canada's Shumka dancers are some of those people back on the stage. They're from Edmonton, and they're on a Canadian tour right now. They had to postpone the tour a couple years ago because of the pandemic, but they continued working online, so now the dancers could take the show on the road. Um, the first half of the show is The Mosquito's Wedding, which is inspired by a traditional Ukrainian folk song. It has themes of diversity, overcoming stereotypes, acceptance, and love. Uh, the dancers portray various insects and each dance different regions of Ukraine. And then in the second half of the show, it starts with a video called Promised Land, which is a tribute to the 130th anniversary of Ukrainian immigration to Canada. This half also features a dance tribute to the war in Ukraine and includes echoes of Hopak, which shows the evolution of the dance Hopak. We went to the Whirlwind Workshop, uh, which was a day before the show, and we learned some of their choreography from the show, worked on some tricks, and um, kind of explored their style of dance. Uh, we got to go backstage to see some of the sets and costumes, and wow, uh, there is so much work that goes into putting on a production like this. Yeah, you mentioned we got to see the costumes, even just how they had to think creatively of how to transport their costumes. They were saying that, you know, normally they hang up costumes for, maybe they were even talking about at the hall for storage, but these costumes, they have to lay flat just because um, if you've seen on photo in photos, when you see the show, you'll see, uh, like we mentioned, some of them are danced as insects and have different wings and... Yeah, so even that, and they said they, they showed us the wing bin that they used to transport these uh, wings, even. Little things like that. Yeah, and then also um, the insects, some of them have, like, little noses. so they Not were little sharing, noses. Little, they're pretty long, yeah. Um, they were sharing with us that the dancers got face prosthetics, and some of them glue the noses on, some of them put elastics depending on their quick changes. Um, just so many little details that you don't really think about when you just see the big picture and you're sitting in the audience seats. Something else we got to see uh, during the Whirlwind workshop is we got to see the sets that they use. And um, we were told that the set for Mosquito's Wedding is the most involved set that Shumka has ever used. And you can see um, the mm, countless hours of work that have gone into building these, of course, beforehand, but then also when they transport them to a city to do the show, um, they have to get a whole crew to actually put them up and, um, put them, put them together. So again, just another piece of the project 
production that is so involved and um yeah you don't really until I think until you're involved in it even looking at it we don't even know how much time went into it uh yeah until you're actually involved I think that's when you realize realize exactly what goes into something like that and not only is it all the work that goes into creating the sets putting them up they also have to use them and so the dancers the dancers are the ones who are moving them during the performance on stage Um, and these are not just little things you can pick up with one arm (laughs) if you see them like they are huge we're talking houses and trees (laughs) yes so yeah and actually so we um that's something all the dancers work on and making things the tra- making sure the transitions are smooth and we actually got to see part of their tech technical rehearsal and um we didn't see the part that they went over for mosquito's wedding we saw some of the echoes of Papak, i guess it was and um yeah so holy again all the stuff yes you see this beautiful show and you know there's a lot of hours and work that go into it but then when you think about every little piece that goes into this and we saw that at the tech rehearsal and just how much thought and attention to detail yeah. goes into every position that you see on stage i think attention to detail is the key word here because i'm sure there uh no definitely there are other um groups that do productions of this scale but not every person has an attention has attention to detail. And it was so clear when we were watching tech rehearsal, um, you know, moving the light, the spotlights and the lights on stage a matter of a couple feet for it to look perfect for that dance. And um, as an audience member, these are just things when things are seamless, you don't think about these things. And being part of the tech rehearsal and watching this whole process was, uh, yeah, it was inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and inspiring to see um, everyone's dedication to not only the production, but this art form and putting on such a high quality show to tour across Canada. It was also a good reminder as dancers, we're both dancers, and sometimes say when doing tech, you think tech is just for you as a dancer, but it's really not, especially when you're going and doing these huge productions like this. So like you said about the lighting and adjusting that, um, the music, the and we saw the Tasha and Les from the artistic team of Shumka, and we could just see and hear their brains working and Mm -hmm. that was yeah that was amazing to see like how much they need to know how they have to have a vision well of course yeah they have this Mm -hmm. vision of such technical things going into it to produce the show that ends up on stage the final picture yeah um all the technical part is literally choreography for tech stuff (laughs) like the dancers are doing their movements on stage and then the lights are doing their movements up top and then the music and the sets everything just comes together so yes that was really inspiring to be part of and yeah thanks again to shumka for uh letting us letting us uh, attend that to give you even more insight into what goes into such a grand production we got the chance to talk with caitlin kaminsky a dancer from shumka and les sarita the senior creative director of shumka and we talked with them about what it's like being on the tour and a part of shumka and what this means to them 
So we talked to Caitlin first. She was born in Winnipeg and has been dancing with Shumka for almost a decade. We actually spent a few days with her in Ukraine in 2018, and um, we've seen her around Winnipeg. But in 2018, she was on the Cobblestone Freeway Dance Workshop Tour, where we joined on to at the end of our year in Ukraine. Um, she is also a Ukrainian dance instructor. To get to know Caitlin quickly. Like real quick, fast. <laughs> we started off with a rapid fire round of questions, then talked with her a bit about the show. Mosquito or grasshopper? Mosquito. Uh, what's your favorite region to dance? Bukovanian. The Carpathian Mountains or the Black Sea? Carpathian Mountains. Same here. Um, what's one of your must-have items for dance rehearsal? Um, one of my favorite bodysuits. What's your favorite filling for Berenike? The potato and cheddar. <laughs> A classic, a classic. Okay, so just to start off, get everyone warmed up with uh, what we're going to be chatting about this whole episode. Um, tell us what it's like to be a Shumka dancer. So how often do you rehearse? How often do you perform? Just give us a little overview of what that's like. Yeah, um, being a Shumka dancer is really, really fun. Um, we rehearse three days a week, uh, longer rehearsals on Sundays, and then uh, Monday and Wednesdays as well in the evenings and um, people that's not the only thing we do people have jobs and lives outside of that so people go to school and do um, and teach and um, but it's a lot of fun it's where you have all your best friends and um, everything that you love everyone else there loves as well and how often do you perform Um, that can uh, vary Uh, we're really lucky that we're going on tour right now so um, we have uh, a few shows uh, this month, but otherwise it uh, wasn't too much during COVID, but uh, we do often have our home shows in Edmonton at least once a year. And then we have a lot of like summer festivals, Vegreville and U-Fest. Sweet. Okay, so now let's focus a little bit more on the show that you guys are touring right now. Um, tell us a little bit about Mosquito's Wedding and your specifically your character in that. Okay, yeah. Um, Mosquito's Wedding, the show, it's um, it's a lighter show um, with a lot of colors and a lot of characters. Um, I get to play uh, one of the Mavke characters, which is, uh, you'd have to come to the show to see. There's a bunch of girls, though. And then um, also one of the Buko Flies. Um, it's really fun because all the characters, they get to be... Um, they kind of get to be those characters during the show. So it's like a little bit of a flair on traditional dance steps. We haven't seen Mosquito's Wedding and we're very excited to. Um, so you said you had two kind of characters within the show. Uh, do most of the dancers like split between, do they have to change costumes during the show to be different characters or is everyone kind of one or how does it work? Yeah, it kind of depends. Um, there are some uh, lead characters that just stay in one costume because uh, they're on and off throughout the whole show. Uh, the show is a story um, from beginning to end, but some people do uh, play different roles. So you have costume changes. Some people uh, need to change from uh, one costume into another and then back into their first costume. Uh, so if, if you're not dancing, you're likely changing um, or waiting to help with some of the set moves. And we had the chance to see some of the costumes backstage, so we got to see them up close. Some of them are, actually most of them, are quite elaborate, whether it's giant stiff wing, wings coming off your body or these long noses 
how what was that like to adjust to dancing in those costumes yeah these costumes are much different than your traditional ukrainian costumes uh we are very lucky to have them um they are also they were new to us when we did the show a few years ago there are many pieces to it um so we started off with uh practicing with kind of smaller wings and then when we actually got these wings we put them on and it was a whole different ball game uh, so we do often practice with the wings and uh, now that we kind of have it down we don't want to wreck them so we use those uh, just for performances or if we have any troubles with anything but it was interesting trying to adapt uh, some of our steps and our moves and our lifts uh, with the wings on and costumes that we don't normally wear yeah, I can imagine that would be difficult. Um, yeah, so like obviously that would be one of the challenges with preparing for this show in particular. Um, what would, is there any other challenges that you've come across either preparing for this show or that you just find um, being a Shumka dancer in general? What's, what's kind of something that you find challenging or, yeah. Yeah, um, so we started this show. It was originally supposed to... Um, go on tour in about April 2020 um, and then COVID uh, put a stop to that like it did to many people so we uh, continued to rehearse online um, just a little bit shorter rehearsals and it's the show was almost done before we went the first time so people have left we brought new people on so we had to recast everything and uh, we are ready and we are so excited to be able to show people what we've been working on um, and we're really excited to be back in Winnipeg because we were last here um, in February of uh, 2014. Um, so we're very excited to be back. What's that like to finally be able to be on stage again after a pause in performances during the pandemic? Yeah, um, we, we were also lucky enough to do uh, Nutcracker in Edmonton uh, just uh, in December, this past December. Um, so that was really neat. Um, we also rehearsed a lot of that online. And then when we got back to the studio, we were able to um, put that uh, together quickly and then put it on stage. Um, but yeah, it's really neat to be able to share these things with the audience because we know not everyone has had as many opportunities to perform as we have. Um, and we're really excited to have people um, excited about dancing again and being able to go to theaters and for us to share the art. And now to add to another level of that, not only are you back on stage after a pandemic, but uh, what has it meant to you to dance and kind of be touring this production now that Ukraine is in a full-scale war? And I guess what does this mean to you as a dancer and maybe as part of a big company? Yeah, so I guess in all this, um, it's, it's exciting to come back and be able to do this after COVID. And then on top of that, with the war, uh, we think it is, I guess, now more than ever, um, important to share our art and the culture with everyone and just and be able to dance here. Um, we don't feel that it's selfish. We feel like it's we, we want to share that with everyone and show them how wonderful um, Ukraine is and their art and just the beauty of um, everything they do. Mm hmm. Do you have any advice that you would could share with dancers? What's what's some of your best advice for dancers for Ukrainian dancers? Keep doing what you're doing. Um, listen to your teachers. <laughs> everything I remember, uh, everything that my teacher ever taught me. I had one teacher um, in Winnipeg. I danced with Zolotow, so it was Karis, and um, 
I still remember everything that she told me. So um, I think you guys teach as well. So <laughs> your teachers are wanting you to be good and wanting you to keep going. Um, and they're there for you to support you. So just work really hard and just keep going. Like it's, if it was easy, everyone, everyone would do it. Um, and, and if you're lucky enough to meet people and to find your way, you can end up uh, doing what we do with, with Shumka. Great. Um, is there anything else you want to add, whether it's something about what we talked about or really just anything at all? I'm just really excited to be uh, dancing here in Winnipeg because um, I am from here. And I remember the when Shimku was here last, I sat in the audience um, hoping to maybe do that one day. And I didn't know it would be this many years later, um, but it is. And yeah, I'm really happy to be able to finally show uh, my family and friends and people that I danced with here um, what what we do. And to show also my Shimka family as well, Winnipeg and this wonderful, um, this wonderful city, and I'm, I know the crowd's just going to be great. Thanks, Caitlin, for sharing your experiences with us. So we also talked to Les. Um, he has been involved with Shumka for decades, first as a dancer and then on their artistic team. He is also the owner of Blue Toque Productions, a company that produces documentary-style films, including a behind-the-scenes documentary on the journey to Shumka's ancestors and elders. In Shumka's show, the tour right now, the first and second halves are different. Can you tell us about them and the differences? Yeah, sure. Uh, so there's it's a there's a wide variety of material in this show. So our act one is a piece called Mosquito's Wedding, and it is uh, you know kind of a Shumka storyline as as you might expect from from past years of the company. So story theater, um, the story of uh, of the mosquito and the fly that get married and the troubles that ensue post-marriage. Um, we've, we've given it a little twist, a little bit of a modern sort of theme to it to make it a, more, a little bit more of a contemporary message. Um, but Mosquito's Wedding, just as you would expect uh, from the storybook. Act two, we open act two with a film um, that celebrates 130 years of immigration to Canada. Uh, we follow that up with a piece called Meia, which is um, a short girl's piece, and uh, it was a late add to the show. Um, and it uh, it was originally choreographed in 2014 when the war first broke out in, uh, in eastern Ukraine. And it's a bit of a statement um, about the war. Um, it's written around the music from Shterenov Mela. Uh, so, so that girl's piece is uh, following the film, and then we complete it with a new piece uh, entitled Echoes of a Pock. And Echoes is, uh, is a journey through the emotions that make up a, a hopak, essentially. So we have all these emotions um, of joy and pride and passion and all these things that make up a hopak. So we go through this journey of a series of dances that reflect all these motions. And without all these motions together, a good hopak doesn't happen, essentially. So, so that's, you know, it's much more of a stripped away piece. Mosquito's Wedding is lots of sets and color and, you know, it's, it's full of... Uh, uh, full of life and busyness, and we kind of strip much of that away for Echoes of Pock, and it's just just the company dancing on stage. Nice. And today we were told that you're not just going to be in um, the backstage area. <laughs> you're going to have your own little spotlight in Mosquito's Wedding. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about your character? <laughs> that was a late addition to the show as well. Uh, unfortunately, uh, one of our, um, our dancers got injured. 
and uh, due to the late nature of his injury, he's, he's it's an old man. It's a tato. So so I think you know physically I, I can pull this off. I certainly can't dance like these kids can anymore. But it's a character in Mosquito's Wedding. Um, it's the Mosquito's father. Uh, so uh, so I'm stepping in to to cover that role off tomorrow. We're excited to see it. <laughs> Um, for the dancer workshop, we got to see backstage and got to see the sets um, being set up. So that's just a little glimpse into some of the production that, or the work that goes into putting on such a production. Can you just tell us how a show like this comes together? There are so many people involved in putting a show like this together from composers, set designers, costume designers. Um, you know, we, we've recorded both acts with, with a 50 person orchestra in Ukraine. Um, you know, and, and both of the big major pieces in the show, there was years of development on both of them before they ever hit the stage. So, um, I am incredibly lucky and Shumka is incredibly lucky to work with some amazingly talented people in Ukraine. Uh, the, the, the set designer, uh, Andrei Shust, uh, costume designer, um, Anna is, you know, we, we're, we're just so lucky that, that these people continue to want to work with Shumka and bring their talents. So, so many people, uh, so many hands, so much effort from, you know, um, that happens outside the studio. And in the studio, there's, you know, 50 some dancers that, that continue to work and continue to, we spent two years on Zoom like everyone else and, and continuing to work to make this show happen. So just, yeah, just that, that's, it's very humbling to see so many people come together on, uh, on an effort to produce something like this. Yeah. And hopefully we, we got to see today just a little bit of behind, behind the scenes. And I guess during tech rehearsal, we'll see a little bit more, but that was something that we just kind of reflected on after the workshop. We just, um, would have loved to shine some light for people to see in the community just how much work and how many people are involved in putting on a production like this because it's it's amazing and um, it doesn't happen in the Ukrainian community all the time so and not everyone's familiar with that side of things so it, yeah hopefully that people I mean you see the finished product on stage but there is so 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 many details that go on behind yeah yeah, and, and we put on a little bit of a different show than many Ukrainian dance companies. We we do a bit of a, you know, we do quite a bit of production around the work we do. We do use sets. We use, uh, you know, different projections and, and elements in our show. And uh, that requires an effort, right? It requires many hands and many people coming together. So I'm really proud of it. Uh, I, I, I think it's a, it's a tribute to the Ukrainian community. And I, I, hope, um, I hope the community enjoys it. It's been it's been many years since we've been here in Winnipeg, so we're super excited to be back and and uh, able to perform here once again. The tour was planned before the full scale invasion of Ukraine happened, and um, so how did how did the Shumka team acknowledge and approach the dancers when this started in February, and how do you prepare the dancers to perform in times of war? it's not an easy question, right? Um, there was, there was a lot of, uh, discomfort. That's not the right word. Um, there was a lot of, of concern about taking the stage again. I mean, let's face it. A lot of what we do as Ukrainian dancers is portraying happy Ukrainians. Mm -hmm. And there was some concern about, is that the right message to be sending right now? And in the end we decided, yeah, it is. 
right? And, you know, the fact that we're still here, we're still proud of this culture. We believe this culture. Um, this, this is an independent country. This is a, a, a unique culture. This is not Russia or Russians. These are, these are different people. And if we can do our one small part of continuing to share that message out with the public, hopefully that reaches beyond the Ukrainian community, because obviously the Ukrainian community knows that and believes that. But if we can give that message beyond the Ukrainian community and say, we're still here, damn it, and we're proud of that. Um, and if, if that resonates with a few people out there, then, then we've, we've done our job. Um, it's not easy, you know, it's not easy under the circumstances. Many of us have friends and family over there, um, that, that we're worried about and concerned about, obviously. So it's a challenge, uh, and, and, um, but, but something that we take very seriously as well. And, um, and we take great pride in representing, uh, the Ukrainian community. Yeah, definitely a challenging time for everyone. And, um, yeah, it's nice. It's I, I do appreciate that you guys still went ahead with doing your tour because uh, it's so important for people to see that. Yeah, to learn about the Ukrainian culture and hopefully more people are actually taking interest in coming to the show because um, of what's happening. Um, you've been involved with Shumka for quite some time. I think you danced, right? I did dance. Yeah, and now you're on the artistic team or the creative team. Um, so what keeps you motivated to keep going what's how do you keep going because some people get i mean let's face it a lot of times this is a passion project and you put much more time into it um so what keeps you going that's a good question um yeah i've been around the company for 30 years now Uh, i danced for just under a decade and then I was involved uh, with quite a bit of technical production. I have a film and video background as well, so lent some of those services over the years and then slowly grew into this artistic position three years ago. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, personally, I, I enjoy being creative, right? That, that's part of it. I'm, I'm, I'm driven for that. It's good for my soul to continue to be creative. Um, I'm also driven by the fact that this organization wants to continue to push boundaries of, of what is Ukrainian dance. Uh, and that's challenging, you know, but that's part of the reason we love it. You know, um, we, we want to try new things. We want to continue to evolve it. We, we firmly believe we're a Canadian dance company as well and represent 130 years of history in this country. Um, so we, we, we're always looking for, for ways to continue to tell those stories. And that's interesting for me. You know, that's interesting to, to, to find what, what makes us Canadian, what makes us Ukrainian, and trying to put those together on stage in a way that, that you know, shares both of those kind of dual streams of those cultures. Um, you know, so, so that's, that's really what keeps me coming back. Definitely lots to explore there. <laughs> Do you have anything else you wanted to add about the tour, about any of the, the themes of the show, about Ukrainian dance, about Shumka? You know, it's it's funny. Like I said, most of this show was developed before the war started. Um, and yet, uh, you know, if you take Mosquito's Wedding, for example, it, it's really built around theme, themes of peace and love. Um, so, you know, it's funny that, that how those themes seem more important today than they did when we, when we started to work on the piece. So, uh, you know, I, I, hope, I hope the work resonates. Um, 
you know, we're continuing on our, our tour. We're, we're in Saskatoon coming up and then Regina. And then we take a break and we, we head out east in the fall and do, uh, we're in Mississauga and then back for shows in Calgary and, and wrapping up in Victoria. Um, yeah, I just hope that, uh, that, that we are able to continue to connect with our audiences and, uh, and continue to share our message and our vision of, of Ukrainian Canadian dance. Thanks so much to Les and Caitlin for talking with us and for giving our audience a little bit of that background information. And if Strumka has not come to your city already, please check their schedule and go check it out. If they have gone to come to your city and you missed it, well, I think it sounds like time for a road trip for you. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, definitely recommend seeing this show. Um, and if you are going to the show and you're sitting in the audience maybe think about not only the hard work that the dancers have put in but all of the people who are behind the scenes um, who are putting in so much time and energy into uh, creating this beautiful final picture that you're seeing during these heavy times for ukraine and ukrainians seeing a show like shumka's is really a beautiful way to celebrate ukrainian culture through dance and to continue celebrating yeah the country and the people Slava Ukraini! Ukraini.